This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. <clears throat> okay, so we're holding here in Nuntes at the end. Um, the um, I think we're holding for Amum Lofefes Beish, right? Yeah? Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. So it, it, we said before, the letters are what fire. It's black fire, white fire, and then we have the chsima, and then we have means it's enveloped with fire. It's totally purish. There's a levush to Torah. The hainu gila malbush. So like this, the um, the Levush, we spoke about this a few times, Levush is always the hechetims of something miskala. Just like a person is not miskala to another person except through Levush. People that I know, I know only through a Levush. Um, so to Chachmas Aloikis comes to us in Levush. It comes to us in Halachas of Mishpatim, and comes in, in a Shur, in Evidivri, in, in, in uh, a Boer. It comes to us in Truma. It comes to us in many, many Halachas and um, Maisias. One could assume that those Levushim are, are not, don't have a dag of Lekus. So a person gives a marshal. So a marshal person can can have a dvar chachma that he wants to convey. The dvar chachma can be profound. The marshal he's not a great bal marshal. So the marshal is okay, but it's crude. Just like when a person wears gloves, um, the gloves can seriously take away from his ability to to feel anything. You know, it, he, his his hand motion becomes crude. So Torah, it's is it's levush is also a leikus. Ki amr chazal v'leyu leyibo afilus tichaschol shemacham tzorch limud behem. Ki ika seichol nikra pri. So Torah has peros. The peros are the mechuvin. The chorus tichaschol shemacham alin ke alin hu malbush apri. The ale covers the tree, covers the peros. Um, that the uh, so a person a Talmud Chacham means somebody who's whole Mahusas Chachma. So when he talks, um, whatever he's saying is really um, it, it's emanating from Chachma and it's expressing it. In the Rechulin. But so it's this the Leila Yibal means the the Maila of Torah applies to the um uh Aleh to the to the to the Levush as it does to the Panim itself. So in in a certain sense. 
Teresh of Alpeh is also Yetzim in a Teresh, who live with a Teresh, who are Malbus the Teresh. I do not turn at them, and live with a Teresh with Gan Kedjelesh. So he says over here that the Teresh of Alpeh is, is the is, is the Vush and so on. I'm not sure what he means over here by the Teresh of Alpeh. <laughs> it could be, like he said before, so so let's understand, Teresh of Alpeh includes two different Two levels of items. The halacha is psukais. That that is the, like what the Mishnah is, what the medrash um, halacha are, the sefra, the sefri, the mechilta. Those are all dinim. They are clear halachas. They could possibly be. He could be referring to that as being alayitzar Torah, because this is already how to apply the Torah to the world. So that's one thing that he could possibly mean. He could be talking about Teresh of Alpeh, the Etzim Dinim, Chlapi Torah itself. Torah says, Shabbos, you know, that is Gufi Torah. What is called Malacha and all the cases, that's already a Lavush. He could be referring to that. Or could be he's, he's, he's including the Halachas Psukis as part of Torah itself, this is Torah itself, and our debate and discussion about it, and more closely to what our Torah is, trying to understand and trying to, uh, to analyze what, what it says, could be referring to that as Alid, as, as the Levush. I'm not sure which one he's referring to. So, so, so the first thing he says is Mufefes means that Torah itself presents itself, even, even in its even in the covering that presents itself, that's also tiredy. <laughs> It's it's he. This is where a person presents himself. So there's an Indian of levush, where the levush itself becomes mechuba to the person himself. Um, the the um, for us since we meet people um, in the levush, so th- when we think of a person, we think of him with the levush as well. So the levush becomes a tzirf automatically to the person. So the the um, Torah itself remains um, independent of its levush, but the levush is what's mitzvah for the person. So I don't know what a person, quote-unquote, really looks like. I, I know him in his lavush. So to me, that becomes part of it. It's very interesting. Um, I, um, I once, so I think I, I told him, somebody wrote a sefer uh, with Lamdish with, with pieces, uh, you know, Lamdish Tegach Torah. And the uh, the person was more modern, was a modern person, 
the Sefer was written in a very modern tone. You know, the vocabulary was modern learning. Um, the 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 uh, the genre of the Torah was lumbus, and he had a scum from Michael Feinstein. It was somebody Michael Feinstein knew well, obviously. Somebody lives in Muncie, and Rabbi Michael writes in a scum, and that's a very very nice sefer. And he says, but I must make a comment. He said, our chinuch has been that the levushe Torah are part and parcel of Torah itself. And Torah has an own natural language. And it, I don't feel comfortable with dressing an alien levush to the to, to Divir Torah. Um, plus minus, that's what he says. But the point is, the, since you're presenting something in levush, and a lot of times it's like that, the, um, the words we use and, and the phrases and so on, present something in a certain way. And it, they may be technically correct, but the question is, is it giving over the Vushna? A person can be wearing um, clothing that's a mismatch. Somebody is, I don't know, a banker, and he puts on a pair of jeans of, 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 of uh, stuff that a farmer wears. Um, it, he's dressed, but he's not really presenting himself. The dress is, is, is jarringly different than the person. So, so it's something that a person has to be able to, um, to understand. Divitar have a flow, have a language that expresses subtly a lot about the language. Um, let, let's give an example. I just want to present something. When a, a paper, a, a, the academic genre of writing of papers presents things in a tone of dispassionate distance. It's not good form to feel that the person is very, very caught up with his thing. He's, he's cool, standing at a distance and putting slices under his microscope. That's considered good form in writing a paper. Um, the, the, it, in Divertera, it's, 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 it, there's something jarring about it. It, it, so Reb Chaim is using his seichel and his das to analyze whatever Rambam is talking about, but it's very hard not to feel him as part of the Reb Chaim, part of the, the Rambam. It, it, it's not, he's not an outsider who's dispassionately uh, analyzing what did Reb Chaim mean and what was his approach and, and, you know, and so on. He, he's, he's flowing with it. And those are subtle things, but they obviously are are are, are a difference. It's it's um, it, the presentation is part and parcel. So divertera needs to be presented in mafasa beish, and it's not easy. On the one hand, you you know it, you you want to present something where you thought it through, and and you you have kashas and you have to rutsim, and you don't. Rabbi Kivega's kashas are very very powerful kashas. But they never leave you thinking that that the kashas in any way shook his confidence in the Gemara. It's 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 if Adrabe, you 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 get the intense sense of I wish I could understand it, and that comes through very very strongly in Kivega. Um, the the Nitziv used to say Nitziv was a big chaser Kivega, and they once brought him 
a biography, if you make it to read someone come out of a biography, and he didn't, he had no interest in it. And he said, I don't care what street he lived on, I care about the person. And what Rekivea says is, I, I get my Yerushimayim from the Chuvas of Rekivea, but you get it very clearly. You get, you know, learning Rekivea, you come out with, the, with, the, with his tremendous, uh, incredible Haracha Fatira, the understanding that as long as it's Shver, I haven't understood it and I'm missing something, and the tremendous Tsar, I'm missing it. Very, very different Mahalach. Uh, okay. So the, the, the skin of Torah is Eish. For Oik Suvi Beish, Oit Hasum Beish, or Infersi Beish, Arbet Vormash Zohakan, Katera Shevos La Oilam, Yesha Ela Bedvorm Kurum Shalesh. So we have over here that um, four different uh, dargas of Eish, and, uh, and he leaves it blank as such. Doesn't explain what, what he's emphasizing. So the um, generally, uh, generally speaking, whenever you have, uh, um, whenever you have lachinus like this, you um, he's usually referring to um, something. Fours refer to either the four oasis of Shemavaya, four lamas. Um, I, I would like to think um, guardedly that he's referring to the possibly four different the letters, what they stand for, but just briefly, let's pick out the points. Oira um, is pre. In other words, um, it's not the beginning of itself. It's something, it, it stands for some darga that precedes everything else. The paper, the 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 the, the um, background on which Torah is given, the background is always before the gilu. Lamashal, when I see a certain event, I ask myself, what's the background? Background is always what was. So it would refer to Mida of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which could be um, pre. We could we could. Call it Kassa if we want. It's a it's a dagger that's pre. You have a dagger that is the Torah itself, and then you have the Chasima. The Chasima is the midpoint that brings everything together. Uh, the Shem Havaya of Akadosh Baruch Hu is connected, a midpoint Mida of Akadosh Baruch Hu. and then you have the Oyer, uh, the the the, the, the which is how it expresses itself outside. That. I would I would think that that's what what he means. So he means the pre mida, the mida that's in the background before any giluim akadosh baruch hu, the giluim akadosh baruch hu, the gilui that that brings together all of it. So just like for Shem Havaya is not the first when you're talking about the shemus, the attribution of shemus to different midas, Havaya is not the first one. Havaya is the central one. It sort of is everything altogether is the focal point. And the sort of center of gravity of all Akash Baruch and Hagas. And then you have Malchus, which is how Akash Baruch Hu expresses it to the other in the outside. Possibly. You know, there is Saisim, but without cloud, whenever you have four, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it, that's, 
it usually refers to one of those in Yanim. The Omar, so it says as he was writing Torah, the the um, the ink was he would wipe it in his hair. What does that mean? So the um, the, the the when a person has a pen and it, and the pen picks up a reservoir the, the pen has in itself a reservoir of ink even in a quill you take the quill you 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 sap up some ink with it that ink is just a glob of ink and um the the uh you then take and write the writing um it, it makes it thinner, meaning in all, a glob of ink is um, is the mokor, um, but it's not chachma itself. It's sort of in in a raw form. You, when you write, you're you're giving it shape, which means you're cutting, you're whittling away, or in, or in the case of writing, you're writing a thin line and so on. So. He says, So the we have a person who's sitting out to learn, has Chachma in his head. He has a reservoir of Chachma. As he begins to apply it to Torah, it gets refined. Um, so Moshe was and that begins to process his Chachma. so the the marshal the way the way he's presenting it is as follows um that the the um Moshe Rabbeinu's, um own seichel because it's intertwined with Torah gets some of the horror of Torah it becomes more refined so when a person learns to think in in a divine way with the, with the perspective of Kadesh Baruch Hu, his own das and chachmat visa become refined in the process. So that means Moshe Rabbeinu's own Ha'aras Panim, 
So it says Chachmas Adam Toyapanov. So any type of Chachma gives a person a certain Araspanim. Because he's writing it, he's able to, um, it, it, some of it reflects back on the person himself. I, I want to add an Akuda to this uh, and understand something about this, what he says, wiping the, wiping the quill in, in, your, in your hair. In your, so um, you say, um, a person has Chachma. Chachma until it actually has approached any problem is um, raw material. It's it's potential. Looking at a person who's intelligent, you feel a certain ha'aris panim versus a person who has a blank and, and vacant look. Um, That's you know the the uh, the difference in the panim of a person who's has das and chachma seichel is different than a person who's who's a, who's blank. The um, but the chachma and the das and the seichel that a person possesses is general. It doesn't necessarily have the oimik of chachma salikis, and it's you know it, it's a chachma that applies and fits to the world as it is. Chachma salikis is an is an exceptional chachma. It's the understanding of the emes of the world and what's right, what's wrong, and so on. When a person learns Torah, so two things happen. One is, I now know what have I learned. I know and I understand what's right and what's wrong vis-a-vis what I learned. But the person's own thinking process also becomes in tune with it. It's like anything, anything a person, you know, any discipline, there's, there's what the person learns, and then a person learns to recognize certain things and understand certain things Intuitively, it follows what I actually learned. It's, that's natural everywhere. I, when, when you talk about Das Torah, so there's a lot of not smart things that have been said about Das Torah. A lot of, a lot of lack of Das about Das Torah has been said. Das Torah is not Ruach HaKadosh. It doesn't mean that if you learn Gemara, you know algebra. It doesn't mean that someone who's a Talmud Chacham knows anything other than what he knows. That's not, there's no for that. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. I always say over, there are stories with the Chazanish and medical issues that he seemed to have extraordinary insight. There's not one story, to the best of my knowledge, about the Briskarov having any medical insight. I don't think anyone would make an argument, therefore the Chazanish is much bigger than Briskarov. Um, they were both giants in Taira, and the, the Chazanish had, um, it, it was, had insight for I think certain reasons, but you know, it has nothing to do with it. That's not mean something else. There are issues that have zero moral value. Um, which doctor should I go to? Is 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 a question that has zero to do with terror. And a medical referral person, or you, somebody who not, who's knowledgeable about the subject, is the best person to go to. Obviously, there are issues that are clear shalharach. What the halach is in this in this case is uh, is a, is a, is an issue that you need just know where the simish halach is, be able to apply it the rudimentary way, and you applied it. That that also doesn't require more than that. But there are issues that have a very strong moral component. So the marshal, a person has a child or later that's not well, and you need to put a lot of resources into 
into the child's health at the expense of other children. Should I do it? Should I not do it? A, a doctor has nothing to say about that. Um, a person has a choice of undergoing difficult treatments for the possibility of a certain gain. Should I do it or should I not do it? There's a very strong moral component to do it. What is a person, what sacrifice should a person make? What should I prefer? Those are issues that, so how do we, how do we approach that issue? Um, there's no, it's not a, a, it's not a lay question. It's, there's no simen shavaruch. I mean, you can apply vaguely a simen, really are the, really are the applications in any way where you could say it's a riot. I mean, it, the answer is you want a person who you feel intuitively because he he has such a deep sense of what there is, he intuitively has a sense of what the right thing is. Um, the the well, let's go to the quick the, the state of Israel was founded by a very strong Zionist movement that had a very strong anti-religious component. You could say, let's partner with them and get what we can. You could say if we partner with them, we lose some of our identity. We, we're, we're sort of admitting to this now. There's no, there's no clear answer, and yet it's a very, very, it's it's an issue that has moral implications. And therefore, the person you want to look for guidance was a person that you feel um his sense of terror is so the person who has where the ink that's in the pen is as already he's he has a, he has some sort of connection. With the with sort of the the shirish of that chachma that gives the person that harris panim, so so uh, the chibur of Moshe Rabbeinu to the ink of the Torah is gives him the harris panim. Aretira he called in a Torah called nivdal, actually a dovek before Hashem Moshe Aziv, or me after he called Shlach the Torah misachs la'ayr, ala nivdal nagashmi, v'im kein ech yoyim Hashem calls chad Torah who inyagof in bolvad. So finally, he says an extraordinary point. It's a point that either you... Um, totally eradicates the question or leaves you baffled. His question was, why does Matera tell me Eschar in Olam Hazen? In Olam Haba. So, um, the Maral says that question is based on the following premise. That a person is learning Torah, and if he reads the Psukim where they are, it sounds like the only point of the Psukim is a reward in this world. And so on and so forth. So if Torah were a system of, uh, that, that relates to a life in this world, then that Havamina is a good Havamina. The Torah is a manual in how to live a, a very good society. You have Mishpatim. This is how you arrange <coughs> different, different um, halachas and how to you arrange different affairs of people and so on and so forth. That's, that is... Um, that 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 has a half a meaning, but if so much of the Torah is beyond that, so much of the Torah is the um, is is something which is not this world. Eating eating kasha has nothing to do with this world. 
um, climb through this world. Arias, most Arias really have nothing to do with this world. So, so there must be a whole other dimension that's that that of Olam Haba. They must be relating to something other than here. So, so the the um, the very Torah itself, the mitzvah speak of something else. You know, it's the, 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 there's no makom toes to think that it stays in this world because Torah obviously has no shaykhs with this world. There's so much of it that is not, um, doesn't add anything, doesn't, doesn't really change or anything in this world. That's, that's his tarots over here, um, which, I, which feels, I, I assume he feels that this is, this is a tarot that makes the kasha no kasha, so to speak. Um, and then he's going to speak, next paragraph is going to speak why there is no schar in, in, in Olam Hazen and so on. So Mitzvah Shem, uh, next week we'll start next paragraph. So we're, we're heading, this is the list, uh, to, it goes to Ayans. So we actually uh, kind of uh, are seeing the, see him in the, <laughs> somewhere. Okay. The rest of have time for a question? Yeah. Um, the Indian the, yeshivas to, um, to learn in Yiddish, the Russians yeah. say that's this uh, the levushim of Torah, and if it is, so what's lost when we're not when we're not doing that? So there's two the two flows for Yiddish. <clears throat> one is the flow. One is the Hasidish flow, which meant they, they they look for Yiddish as a way to separate from the world outside in general. So that has more to do with the bigger picture that that you should feel at home in Yiddish. And and uh, stranger in English, that's one direction. In yeshivas, the sense was the language had been built up to express learning, and, and there are a lot of. It's funny that it's true. Even the real Israelis, there's a whole slew of words, you know, um, like like you know, letzashtel from the Russian tzushtel, and and lasot uh, knech. You know, there, there's a lot of borrowed vocabulary. Um, because it was felt the Yiddish had been used so long, it, it, it developed the whole vocabulary that expresses it. When you use Hebrew words, you, you're tending to use academic words or other words that had been established by other people. So I think there was a sense of that. Um, there was a sense of, of, of keeping that language. So in, in the literature issues, that's, that was it. I, I believe in Israel, it's Kemat, very little is left in Yiddish. Um, the, in, I don't think he had suffered as much Yiddish in, um, in Yishlaim. You have the Chassidim and you have the Briskas. Those are the two that, that have kept it in Yiddish, even the Pro schools, I think, and so on. But uh, that's the, I believe that that's the Malach. Okay, good. Good work.